0: us no.
1: Hello and welcome to the Goth and Nerd Music Podcast. I am your host, Chelsea Andrews.
2: And I am your other host, Nick Kazina
1: And it's my turn to lead the episode. <laughs> and I haven't done it for a while. So bear with me. Almost a month, I think, actually, at this point. <laughs> yeah, almost a month at this point. Um, so this week is Nick's turn to show me an album. What did you have picked for this week?
2: Well, this week, Chelsea. We have uh, one of my favorite albums of all time, which is uh, Coheed and Cambria's "Vaxis Act One: The Unheavenly Creatures."
1: I've been looking forward to a Coheed album all all season, and yeah. I'm very surprised that it took us so long to get here. I mean, originally, like <laughs> I
2: said on zero zero, I was like, "We're not. I'm not doing Coheed this year." And then this season, and then, like I said last week, I was just like, "Why?" Why, why not? Like, I, I guess in my head, I was like, I want to show that I have like a diverse taste in music. But like, after you did your Motionless and White uh, uh, album, I was just like, no, no, we need to, this this needs to happen. I need to, I need to, uh, inflict Coheed and Canberra upon you. We, got,
1: we <laughs> gotta start, we gotta start it out strong with the first season and then start. F- Hopefully not fizzle out
2: for the rest
1: of them. <laughs> that
2: is always the goal: is not to fizzle. That the number one way uh, reason why podcasts uh, uh, end is because they fizzle out. But yeah, no, I, I yeah. But uh, I'm excited. I've been I've been looking forward to this all week. Especially whenever I texted you today, and you're like, "I don't know, I don't feel well." I was like, "No, I don't want to wait <laughs> another week. I don't know if I can do this." <laughs>
1: yeah, no. I mean, even if I like didn't feel good, when which I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't feel bad, but I don't feel good either. It's one of those things. Just the temperature change and getting old and having like a sinus pressure headache. I was just really concerned earlier that I had COVID. And I was just like, well, if I have COVID, I definitely can't go over. And I took a test before I came over and I don't have COVID. Just, Just old.
2: Yep. We're all old. <laughs> uh, right now. We're both drinking tea because both of us had a cough this week and we're just like, no, not now. No, no, no. Like I was sitting there and I was just like, because I was like, do I have COVID? And then I like drank something and it stopped and I'm like, no, I don't have COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's usually what happens with me, too. Every time I think I might have COVID, it usually just turns out that I need to drink more water.
2: very similar dehydration and 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 COVID very very similar I
1: need I need to drink water and I need to sleep so drink water and get adequate sleep everyone
2: what's adequate
3: sleep
1: I know I don't know what that is either although I have been much better with my insomnia after I started eating delta-8 gummies before bed and that that's helped tremendously but I still don't drink enough
2: water for a second there, I thought you were going to say when I started eating and not a Delta A guy. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Chelsea, you need to eat. <laughs>
1: no, I do eat. <laughs> I do. I like food. Food is good.
2: And I was just really, because you're wearing a motionless and white hoodie, I meant to wear my Unheavenly Creatures <laughs> shirt and I did not I looked down I'm like, fuck, I'm wearing Star Wars. What a poser.
1: I know. What a poser. Funny enough, I actually have a motionless and white t-shirt on underneath the hoodie.
2: <laughs> it's layers. You're a motionless like, and white uh, parfait.
1: I am. <laughs> Chris motionless would see that. Never mind. <laughs> Just forget that I said that.
2: I'm not cutting it out.
1: <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> I, I set myself up for that.
2: It's twice in one day. Because I also set you up for one via text as well. So...
1: Yes. So enough about Motionless and White, because uh, we talked about that all week. That last was week. last week. Yeah, that was last week. Um, uh you already said that this was your favorite Coheed album.
2: One of them. I, I don't really them. have, like, a favorite Coheed album. There's just some that I – Because um, one of the reasons why Coheed is one of my favorite bands is because every album, with the exception of, like, one or two for me, fit a different mood or a f- different thing that I'm feeling. So that was the reason why I was like, I'm okay with getting them tattooed on me, uh, just because they helped me through, like, different albums have helped me through different times. Um, but, like, this is, like – I chose this one because it's, like, one of the more digestible ones. Um, Like, you don't really need to be in the know. Like, you don't really need to be in the know for all of it, but, like, it's a good coming-on point just because it's the start of, like, a new story because, like I said last week, there's three different storylines within the Coheed and Cambria universe... (laughs)
1: I can see you. I can see you slowly morphing into Charlie Day. <laughs>
2: it's <laughs> well, true. It's, it's, it's like the Emery Wars is very hard to fo- follow. I'm pretty sure this is all can still considered the Emery Wars because like right now Vaxxis is the beginning of um, the uh, the sequel tril- uh the sequel story to uh, the uh, Emery Wars proper. Um, but uh, the, the Emery Wars itself, like Claudio started writing that whenever he was like 21 so it's not what you would consul- consider consistent. <laughs> so that that's another reason why I chose Vaxus as well, or Vaxus Act One. Though if you look it up online and everything, it does not say Vaxus Act One. The Unheavenly Creatures it just says the Unheavenly Creatures. But uh, just know the full title is Vaxus Act One. But.
1: That's strange that the internet doesn't have the whole title.
2: Yeah, I thought that was weird too, especially since uh, uh, "Window of the Waking Mind" is uh, says Vaxxis Act Two on it. The, the 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 next the the as of the time of recording the the second part of the Vaxxis Pentology. Yes, there's going to be five albums to this story.
1: <laughs> it's going to be a really interesting story. I've, I'm actually i I have been looking forward to finding out what this story is for a couple weeks now.
2: Okay um all right so do you want me to go into the story a little yeah okay so we have to start uh we don't have to start at afterman because that's a prequel to emery a- a- wars but the emery wars are pretty much about um the character claudio Kilgannon. uh it starts out with coheed and cambria that's the reason why they start out the characters of coheed and cambria Kilgonin. It that's why um they started second stage turbine blade because it's more their like that's the beginning of the end for them they they're uh the characters of Coheed and Cambria are dead by the end of a second stage turbine blade um you're the black rainbows about them getting together if you've ever heard the song we are he- uh now uh, here we are juggernaut that's about them like meeting and realizing they're more powerful together um but uh very short cliff notes is um claudio uh, kilgon is uh, what is known as the crowing which is just like the chosen one, and he brings together, he brings an end to Heaven's Fence as we know it. So if you've ever seen the keywork, the keywork is actually Heaven's Fence. I can I can give visual for Chelsea. Everyone else, you'll have to look up the key work. So the triangle is the 78 planets inside Heaven's Fence, and the um energy around it is bound uh binds them together and not like and uh not in an orbit, and then all the circles are the different suns within Heaven's Fence. Um and Through Afterman, you find out that the energy in the key work is actually the dead. Um, It's kind of like this weird purgatory sort of thing. But uh, Claudio brings an end to um, the the reign of uh, Grand Mage Wilhelm, I believe it is, um, which he was named after Claudio's boss. Whatever he was working at a, cl- <laughs> he was working at a comic book store before uh, Coheed hit it hard. Uh, no, he was working at a pet shop, and uh, before Koheed Co- hit it, and uh, he was explaining to his boss, he's like, "Can you name it?" after me? And he's like, "Sure." So he named. Uh, the big bad after his boss. That uh, is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mood. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but in the effect that happened, whenever Claudio, the character, um, destroys heaven fence, heaven's fence, it breaks apart. All 78 planets break apart. So there are certain worlds that are destroyed or broken apart. And they, um, we'll, we'll hear it in the first track pro, uh, uh prologue. Um, they become mostly inhabitable and a um, corporation called the star supremacy takes over them and turns them into des- detention zones. And that's where we're picking up with uh, Vaxxis act one. It's just about uh, characters named creature and sisters, uh, uh, sister spider. And um, unheavenly creatures is mostly about them. Vaxxis is kind of like this character who is godlike but he's not born yet at this point he does narrate at the beginning whenever you hear uh, prologue that is supposed to be Vaxus, uh but it's about his parents and like the beginning of where they come uh, where he comes in because uh of the waking mind Vaxxus is born and then the everything starts moving in motion so Um,
1: is sister spider and um what was the other creature creature they're Vaxus's parents yes okay
2: i'm pretty sure it's a not so uh, subtle analogy for claudio and his wife chandra and their son atlas so so Vaxus's atlas creature is claudio and sister spider is chandra
1: that that sounds about right i really i like the i like the name sister spider mm-hmm. it's shocking
2: they have but. masks too uh they because they're they're criminals um so uh they're criminals and they made it, uh, Claudio made it so they actually started out in the theater and then they became criminals. Because the stage that's being set is it takes place on the um, uh, planet called Dark Sentencer, which is the um, first track proper on this album. Uh, and it's about uh, them trying to survive on uh, Dark Sentencer. And it's also about um, their relationship. See, this is where things get a little fuzzy because at one point Sister Spider dies. But I guess she comes back because Vaxus isn't born yet, so that has to happen. <laughs> it's a little confusing. Uh, like I said last week, I'm not like the best at the story, but like those are the broad strokes. Um, but it's them trying to survive, and like Vaxus is supposed to bring an end to like the Star Supremacy, uh, the corporation that is that's pretty much taken over large swaths of Heaven's Fens since Claudio Kale and, like destroyed uh, Heaven's Fens as we know it. That's also why if you hear a a Coheed fan say that they're of the fence, that is, that's where it comes from. So a lot of fan stuff will say I'm of the fence or something like that. Or um, also the fan base is also known as children of the fence. So real fucking nerdy. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I was, while you're explaining this, I'm like making like comparisons to like sci-fi, like shows and like movies and stuff like Star Trek, Star Wars, and Mm -hmm. um, you know any other kind of star something yeah star something (laughs) um firefly i haven't actually watched firefly but i assume but um making those comparisons i can totally see why you like this so much (laughs) because it seems right up your alley
2: (laughs) it's super nerdy and uh, claudio has even talked about that where he's just like yeah i understand like because like last week whenever I was talking about how like Vaxxis the Vaxxis Pentology is the first time like the whole band kinda came, came in and like helped write. Um and he was he made the comment, he's like, Yeah, I know it's not like the coolest thing in the world to be part of the sci fi nerdy rock band, but they're still here. <laughs> <laughs> But just hearing him talk about shit is always fun, especially because, like, he's doing it more, but, like, Claudio does not like attention on himself. Um, I I will never forget this quote. I was reading Revolver back in the day, and this was around Good Apollo on Burning Star for Volume 1. And in the interview, he got into an argument with someone in the band. He stormed off. And then whenever they recommence for the interview, he apologized and he's like, sorry, I'm just I'm not used to like all of this attention on me. He's like, I got into rock and roll not to be a rock star, but to be Wolverine. <laughs> I
1: mean, isn't Wolverine kind of a rock star? Of, like, I mean, yeah, but like, they're, they're, yeah, that's yeah.
2: yeah. 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 I think that's what he's kind of alluding to. But okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. So I but
2: I'll never forget that quote because I feel like it sums them up really, really well. Also, on top of that, they didn't listen to Rush. <laughs> <laughs> that rush is not one of Cla- uh coheed's uh, influences uh they said that they listened to them after the rush comparisons also claudio's voice has gotten a lot deeper so especially after uh, everyone knows them from favor house atlantic which is one of the reasons why i was like we're not gonna do silent R three but
1: yeah i have to admit that's that's i know <laughs> i know that song and maybe like two others off that album I, I, I remember Feathers, I think, and I can't remember what the other one was that I really Welcome liked. Home?
2: Yes. Okay, those are off of three different albums. Oh, are they? <laughs> it there just were...
1: seemed like they were all no. being played at once. <laughs>
2: Favorite House Atlantic was, uh, is off of In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3. Welcome Home is on Good Apollo on Burning Star 4 Volume 1 from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. And uh, Feathers is off of Good Apollo on Burning Star 4 Volume 2, No world for Tomorrow.
1: That yeah. makes sense. Well, I mentioned I mentioned it like when we were downstairs before we started recording that I hadn't I had an ex in high school that was really into Coheed. And I think maybe I thought they were all on the same album because he would play them all together. Uh, okay. So I just kind of assumed that it was all just lumped in together.
2: They're all su- uh, subsequent albums, though. So like three, four five. So they're around the same era. I mean, <laughs> you said that was around 2008, so that that actually, like, makes sense, because that, 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 that was all we had, As because co- after that was Year of the Black Rainbow, so.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, because he, he had, like, the comic book and everything.
2: And... I do, too, back there. One of them are. I have Second Stage over there. I did not follow up on it, but I do have Second Stage, the first volume of Second Stage Turbine Blade, so. It's real fucking nerdy, everybody. Just get ready; he's going to get even nerdier. So, I, I'm I'm really bringing the nerd part of the goth and nerd tonight. Yeah.
1: Man, I need to I need to find a industrial album to do to bring bring the goth. But there's none there's none on the docket this year.
2: I mean, nothing set in season. stone until the week before whenever we announce it. So,
1: yeah, that's very true. I do have two more this season. I think
2: three. You should have three more.
1: We're
2: on on episode six at this point
1: It feels like so much more I said that last week too And it's because we did um, We did a holiday episode And then zero zero Yeah you'll hear it Surprise
2: I don't know when this episode's coming out But you'll hear it You might have already heard it I don't know when this is Yeah I'd have to look at the Like the actual docket But I I don't know off the top of my head So uh, yeah there's a holiday album (laughs) Hopefully it came out afterwards Because we ruined the surprise Uh (laughs) sorry it's okay
1: (laughs) i actually think i may have said that last week too so you
2: didn't say it on mic you said it after we we Uh, finished recording okay
1: it's hard to remember because like the mic was still in my face
2: you make it sound like i like shove it in your face
1: it's just i like it close because i'm not i talk quietly sometimes
2: you're nothing compared to kirsten you, you you damn right scream compared to Kirsten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, it's mostly that, like, sometimes I just trail off. Like, I'll start off strong and then just wither away. Oh, yeah,
2: that happens to me all the time, where it's like I, I get everyone's attention, I make a point, and then, like, halfway through, I'm like, I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not going the way I wanted it to. So, I know, I get that. So, you are you ready?
1: I am ready. All right, so... Let me move my water bottle so that I can read these lyrics.
2: So, this album came out in 2018. This was after, um... a, um... a pause in telling the stories. So, um... before this was the Afterman prequel, there was a double album that they released separately. Um, which I actually saw them the day that, uh... Afterman Dissension came out. Uh, which was pretty exciting. Um, and, um after that they came out with color before the sun uh color before the sun is the only as to date the only coheed album that is not part of the emery wars it was around the time that atlas uh uh, claudio's son was being born and he felt like he needed to write an album that was marking that occasion uh like i said it's called color before the sun so double meeting there um and there's a song on there called atlas uh which is about him which is I I don't have children, and I have at this point no intention of having children. But it's just like oh, feels. It was also the first thing like he wrote because he, like a year and a half before that album came out, maybe two years, he posted on YouTube like him playing it acoustically. But, like I think he wrote it the day that Shona told him that they were gonna have a kid. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> that's so cute. I'm also not a kid person, but I I really like it when artists write songs for their loved ones. I think it's adorable, and it. Excuse me, really hits that hits a spot in my heart.
2: I can I can I can reverse that a little bit because if you've ever heard "Welcome Home," that was actually about Chandra because they broke up for a little bit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the line that has you you're a whore in sheep's clothing, fucking up all I do. That was about Chandra.
3: Oh. So- <laughs> well, I mean, it's
1: it, that's kind of like the double edged sword of like you know being with the musician. Like if they really if you're doing really well, they're gonna write these amazing love songs about you, and if you're mad at you.
2: Uh. <laughs> the most well-known song today. I met Claudia was talking about like because he was still living at home at that point, and he he wrote like the for Welcome Home in like his living room, and he was like in his underwear, and his mom came down, and he was writing, it. and like he was like he was writing it, and he was just like that's fucking badass, and then his mom came down and kind of like ruined it, and he's just like I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> But uh, this album, like I said, this album came out in 2018, uh, so it was uh th- There is actually a reference to it in Dark Sentencer. So, like the first two tracks were just gonna, they kind of blend together. Um, like whenever they released Dark Sentencer as a um, a single, they also released it with uh uh uh, prelude, Prologue. Wow. I don't know why that word is so hard for me. Um, they released it with Prologue. So, like, I was under the impression that they were, like, one track. But they're, they're two separate tracks on the album. Uh, this album came out at a very dark time for me. Um, a lot of emotional shit. So that will probably come up. Just a heads up, everybody. Because a lot of these songs are super tied to that shit in my head. Um, but, like, this album was, like, a real... A cornerstone of that year. And uh, like I, I said last week, this uh, I bought this album twice. I bought it digitally and then I bought it uh, uh, physically. <laughs> it's the last album I bought physically. Before that, it was diamondized Eyes by Deftones. So um, just to give and I bought I bought Diamondized the day it came out. But uh, this did not leave my car CD player for a year and a half. And then the only reason why it left my car CD player is because my car CD player stopped taking CDs.
1: No.
0: <laughs> it was just
2: like, you would put it in and it was just like error. And I'm like, it's a fucking press CD, man.
1: Well, at least, at least it didn't keep it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's like, true.
1: Cause that, w- that would have been like the next, like, Oh, you can't take anything in
2: or out. I mean, I wouldn't mind it for this one, but, uh, but yeah, th- this was also not super just a, a sign of the times. It was not super easy to get a hold of physically. I had to go to like two different stores and they were just I'm like, Do you have like unheavenly creatures? And they're like, Yeah. And the guy was like looking around, he's like, I just put them out. And like there was like <laughs> four at FYE. FYE was the only place I could find and like it got to the point where FYE also has like this this kiosk where you can um You can burn whatever – like, you can burn a mixed CD, essentially. And it's pretty much so, like, you can also just get whatever album you want if you want it physically. But this album is so long that it didn't fit on one CD, so that was not an option. Oh, no. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so we'll, we'll get into so the first track. Uh, there is actually dialogue. OK, there's not lyrics. There's dialogue to this. So this is pro uh, prologue and then prologue is going to go directly into Dark Sentencer and then we'll stop. Uh, Dark Sentencer is, um, as the kids say, a banger. <laughs> um, it's also like a, it's 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 a it's a real tradition of uh, coding Cambria that like w- they'll usually have an intro track and and then they'll have like just a really like energetic opening song um most of their albums are like that but uh it also you know this falls under fair use because we're using for critical blah blah blah. it's in the notes so So this is i didn't know this at the time when this came out but the music that you're hearing right now is a motif it's a musical motif this is the this is also another song on this album called Old Flames, which comes at the end of it, but it's also a musical motif in the next uh next album as well. Hmm. So, I don't I'm guessing this is like Vaxus's like theme song, I guess. But
1: all good heroes need a good theme song. Yeah. Although this one is very kind of low key.
2: It, it's less low key on Old Flames. I think you'll really like Old Flames. It's a. Old Flames is a very theatrical song.
1: That sounds right up my alley. <laughs> yeah.
2: I do like how Genius puts verses whenever it's just dialogue. So this is Vaxus speaking. And Heavenly Creatures is what uh, Creature and Sister Spider are known as, as like a bandit duo.
1: I really like that. Mm-hmm. Unheavenly Creatures. The,
2: of the, the, the Great Crash is what Claudio Kilgaden did. weren't Ready, you're were going to be ready.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been ready for this. It with them, but ends with me, the sun. It's a good start.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> As you can imagine, the crowd goes fucking nuts when they play Dark Slender, sir. There's also... I was, I was listening to this this week to, like, prepare myself, and I'm like, there's a lot of lines in this song that Chelsea's gonna like. In this <clears throat>
1: song? Yeah. Well, there's one (laughs) you've entered a hell where the devil is made of gold. such a unique voice and I've always liked that about him although it is it is a voice you either love or hate I Mm -hmm. feel like oh yeah it's been my pleasure to serve your disease
2: that was one of the lines I'm like Chelsea's gonna really like that
1: (laughs) you don't know me (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> so fun fact The Welcome Home is actually two prong Claudio admitted to this Welcome Home is a reference to the song Welcome Home But it's also a welcome home to the fans For getting back into the story
0: <laughs>
2: we usually listen to the We read the lyrics on Genius and I have a feeling This is going to be notated out the ass By fucking other children of the fence <laughs> <laughs> I'm already noticing that the, it's been my pleasure to serve your disease. I'm not going to bring I'm not going to look at it now but I'm like I'm going to have to go back and read some of this. And there's a like stereotypical like coheed riffing that like everyone will like associate with coheed dun, 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 mm-hmm.
1: I like that. You may rest inside the night. You can't save what the sleep implies.
2: Sleep is a motif in this one, too. There's a couple other songs that he uses in reference to sleep and, like, bed and everything. Like, it seems like bed and sleep is, like, kind of like this, this sacred place in this album.
1: Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> Really cute too. <laughs> we laugh in the sun. Maybe that's all we need.
2: I should have also mentioned this is a very long song.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just kind. I was just kind of thinking that, like, wow, this is really long, but it's it's still like interesting. Meaning, like, it's long, but it doesn't get boring mm-hmm. at all. I'm enjoying seeing you rocking out. (laughs) This is the first time I think you have.
2: (laughs) I was rocking out a little bit on Killswitch.
1: Just a little bit. Not quite this much. Definitely the most hype I've seen you. I dig it.
2: The welcome home is actually I've, I don't, I don't know why I said two prong it's three pronged so within the song the welcome home is because the dark Sentencer is about uh creature and sister P- spider essentially getting a sentence to the, the dark Sentencer as like their new home so it's also them like welcome them home but then there's also the other aspect that like Claudio specifically chose welcome home as a reference both to a previous song like their biggest song to date and um and also to like i said to the fan base because i remember when cuz like color before the sun got a lot of really really great reviews and on Co- Co- coheed's facebook page they posted a review that it was titled uh coheed and cambria grow up and uh something to the effect of like Coding Camera grow up and they are no longer going to do this story th- bullshit. Like they they matured <laughs> beyond this and they just wrote at the top with the covers like, well, we don't know about that.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they were just like, yeah, no, fuck that. Like no, we're going to keep going with this story. Like this is not going to stop. So
1: I mean, and that's kind of it's a really shitty thing to say because I personally think that it takes a lot of talent to. Um, come up with a story so grand and then to write, put it into music form and not just like prose. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really great sign of musicianship and doesn't like to say, Oh, they grew up like, no, they're, they're killing it. Shut up. Shut the fuck up.
2: Like, (laughs) I mean, also like color before the sun is like their least rocking album. For the most part like there's a lot of there's a lot of good songs on it it's just a very chill album like there's really only like one or two like solid bangers on it and like the rest of it is just like it's very subdued and like like the opening track is called island and it's just about how claudio fucking hates living in new york city because he's spending too much money and living in a very small apartment (laughs) that that
1: makes sense Mm -hmm.
2: because they're from right out they're from Uh, New York so it's like right out like the impression that I get for if you're from Pittsburgh it's like the distance between Pittsburgh and like Butler like it's it's like that kind of like that's like Nyack and um and uh uh, New York I could be completely wrong but yeah so go ahead
1: oh I was gonna say that's like two completely different worlds yeah (laughs) (laughs) but go ahead what was your question I was
2: going to say so Intro. What you think?
1: <laughs> I really liked it. I, I liked I liked the melodies and stuff. And there was there were a lot of um, there were a lot of really great lines in there that I enjoyed. And even if like I didn't know that this was a story, it's still a good like standalone song that you could relate to. You know other things. Yeah. This but... was
2: uh, this was the first thing that they released off this album. Uh, was uh, was Dark Sentencer.
1: Yeah, I can see why, like, when they would play this live, that the crowd would get hype because it is a pretty hype song.
2: They, uh, whenever they were touring this, they would come out to pro, like, the, the, w- the beginning of prologue would play. And then, like, right whenever, like, and, uh, the story, uh, starts with, ends with en- en- me, uh, their son Vaxus, they, then they would come on the stage, like, while that, that line was coming on, was, was being said. But yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a fun song and it's in the tradition. They didn't really do that in, um, window of the waking mind window of the waking mind is a little poppier um because i was really like listening to this i was like i also would listen to waking mind it's a little bit more popular but there's like there's a lot more like solid bangers on that one it's just not as heavy this is a fairly heavy no i should say heavy they there's the heavy parts are heavy as fuck, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or heavy as fuck for a progressive rock band yeah
1: um, i was gonna say um when I think of Coheed I don't really think of heavy, but I also only know 3 songs. So.
2: Fair. They do have some pretty heavy songs. Um but uh they haven't done it. like um uh Vic the Killer, Key Entity, Key Entity mm, 5, four, y- you wouldn't know. Okay, remember. Vic the Butcher is a pretty heavy song. <laughs> I'm like saying that like Chelsea's going to check me. <laughs>
1: I would hope that a song called Vic the Butcher would be pretty heavy. though. (laughs) I would be kind of disappointed if it was like soft and slow and.
2: Yeah. Wait, I think it's key entity extraction four. yes. Key. No, I don't remember. Damn it. I was like, and I'm trying to, that's getting into a whole other thing that like would completely digress us. If I would explain what key entity extraction means. So
1: I mean, this is, Exactly how I thought this
3: episode
2: <laughs> was going to go.
1: So, <laughs> I am not surprised. I'm I'm ready. I am on board. <laughs>
2: <laughs> glad glad not to. do Okay, so all right Digress real quick. I will do this very quickly. So, like I said, the key work uh, in the prequel to Emery Wars with uh, the Afterman, um Cyrus Emery, who yes, the the Emery Wars are named after him. He goes into the key work to find out what it is because he's a scientist, and that's whenever he finds out that. Um, it's uh, it's dead people. It's this word limbo, and they they retain their consciousness in the key work as well, and um, most of them are not good people, so they all kind of attack attack him in certain different ways, and one of them is Vic the butcher, uh, who is um, he was a war criminal, uh, and he like killed children and shit like that, and he tries to kill him uh, pretty much, so. <laughs> That's the super, super abbreviated version of what Afterman is about. That's at least what Ascension's about. A- uh, Dissension is about like uh, a lot of heartbreak, to be honest with you. <laughs> he he thought he was in the key work for like five hours, but time is different in there. And he was in there for like over a year.
1: Oh, wow. And his
2: uh, his girlfriend moved on without him. So he had to also deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> they thought he was lost at, uh, lost at sea or lost its space in this situation. So yeah, he, he thought he was in there for like five hours. He was in there for like over a year.
1: That's really shitty.
2: Yeah. Oh, it gets shittier.: okay. <laughs> it, gets shittier. <laughs> <laughs> it gets shittier for Cyrus. Uh, but uh, so well, like that, is uh, that why
1: he starts the wars
2: no they're just named after him awesome. he creates like the iRobots, robots which is actually what Coheed and Cambria are they're not actual humans they're like these cyborg type creatures I never fully understood it uh, and then if you want to get really nerdy there's Coheed's brother Jesse who is the fighter Inferno which is what Claudio's side project is called <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's even nerdier than that <laughs> You're just going to be hearing that a lot tonight. It's just it's going to get even nerdier than that. Um, but that being said, the next song that we have. So last week, whenever I said if I had to have a gun to my head um, and I had to pick someone who was like, you have to pick a favorite Coheed song, this would probably be the one that I pick, which is kind of the title track because this is called Unheavenly Creatures when the album is called The Unheavenly Creatures. So like if you want to be a stickler, mm. but um, this one is kind of like the introduction of Sister Spider and Creature. Um, and it is not what you're probably expecting based off of this last song. So,
1: off to a good start. I like the the synth. You know, I'm a sucker for synth. I know.
2: <laughs> so this album is also from Creatures' point of view.
1: Does this continue to be a kind of pretty love song? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, that's why you like it. I guess so. Yeah, I just
2: I think it works really, really well.
1: Unconventional love song. Yeah. stuttering emotions keep me fixed to fall apart
2: and this is also the chorus is also what i was talking about like last week with motionless lyrics the the rhyming schemes i really love the rhyming scheme of this chorus
1: yeah i really i really like it too and i like the the cadence that he sings it in and whatnot
2: mm-hmm. so like it's the run 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 like a son of a gun so there's internal and external rhymes on top of everything so like like typically if i were to hear something like that i'd be like that's cheesy but I, I i really like the run 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 part this part the bridge is fucking amazing i love this bridge
1: So catchy
2: and fun. My biggest complaint of this song is it's not long enough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know that the last one was so long and this one's so short. By comparison, yeah. it's, it's probably like the the length of a typical song.
2: This is like their power pop song. So like I, I think that's one of the reasons why I like it so much. But it's also, I love it because it's still Coheed, but it's different.
1: Yeah, it is It is really different. But it, yeah, it is very power poppy, and I, I, I like it. I like power pop, so...
2: I mean, yeah, for me. Yeah. (laughs) So if you want to hear something very cute, so you hear these synths. Uh, Claudia was messing around with the synthesizer and Atlas was in the room and this sequence came up whenever he was messing with it and he reacted to it. So that's the reason why it's this sequence in Unheavenly Creatures.
1: That's so cute.
2: Yeah. So kind Atlas kind of co-wrote this song. If you want to get like cute with it but yeah
1: <laughs> that is adorable uh-huh. I, I i it makes my heart swell that he's just like you know writes all this stuff about his son that's so, that's so fucking cute
2: i mean he's writing an entire pentology about him so yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's either gonna be like really cool for him when he grows up or he's gonna be like fuck damn what
2: the fuck i mean especially with a name like atlas so that i mean it's a very strong name but yeah
1: I mean, I've heard worse. That's true. I've heard worse. Like there's, there's what Apple.
2: Yeah, Apple. Yeah. I
1: think I, I think Atlas is a cool name. I would be, I would be happy with the name Atlas.
2: I mean, that's fair, but yeah. So thoughts on unheavenly Creatures? I loved
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun and cute. <laughs> like it was. It that's really like the only thing that I can think of. Like it's cute because it is, it is a power pop ballad, and it's about. He loves song stuff. I, I really like that one.
2: This is one of this. The video for Unheavenly Creatures is one of the few in concept uh, videos that they have. Uh, I'm going to assume that's because of money. Um, they need to find whoever is like financing Rammstein and like get them. <laughs> but like this, like like sister um, uh, creature and sister spider, like the everyone's in full get up. Like the the main, I don't know what the big bad's name is, but he's like the head of the star supremacy. He's in it and everything, and like Claudio's only in it as like a hologram singing, and so like whenever they release this, so they release Dark Sentencer because it's not nothing's cut and dry anymore. Whenever they release an album, because it used to be like, oh, there's a single, there's like a lead single, and then there's a single like right after the album comes out, and then like maybe one or two singles after that, depending on how well the album does. So this this before the album even came out, Kohe keeps doing this. There was four singles before the album came out and so dark sinister came out they didn't make a video for that they just released it as like for lack of a better term a single and then they released um unheavenly creatures i think they released it like like maybe half a month or so before uh this came out and i remember i saw that um Kohee posted it on their Facebook page and I was scrolling through and I I have my sound turned off on my videos because it fucking drives me nuts. And I just so happened to click on it and because it was it was not the video, it was like a preview for the the video, like, hey, the video's on YouTube, go go see it. And I heard just like maybe at most five seconds of that synth sequence I was like what the fuck is that <laughs> what did they what and I, I I, whenever I and then I like immediately was just like as fast <laughs> as I possibly could and I was just like what is that and I'm like and I, I, I to YouTube yeah to YouTube as quickly as possible um, and like I immediately fell in love with that song. And also it's uh, a rare song for them because it's not a two guitar song. Uh, whenever they play it live, Claudio has his guitar tech, take away his song. He's just a front man, which is like something he's like never done. Um, and so he just, he, he bombs around like a front man instead of like standing there with his hair in his face. Uh, because he, he's admitted that he puts his hair... Like, his hair is as long as it is so he can hide from the uh, the audience. Uh, he does not like talking to the... He's gotten way better at it. Way, way better at it. But, like, he does not like talking to the crowd much at all. <laughs> I
1: kind of... I, honestly, I, I had a feeling that that was what his hair was for. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you don't have hair like that without a reason. Yeah. And it's perfect hair
2: to hide behind. Uh-huh. Uh, during... Um, you're the Black Rainbow. Their management team made him cut his hair. Rude. Uh, because not not for like they wanted him to get more comfortable being a front man. That was the reason why they made him cut his hair. It wasn't like it's was just like oh the girls aren't liking it anymore. It's like no, you're a performer. This is your job, dude. You got to kind of get a little bit more comfortable with this. He's like, okay,
1: oh, that's that's <laughs> that's fair, I guess.
2: But. Yeah. So now we are moving into the album because, pro- like, in my head. There, there there's the the three opening tracks and like then it's like the prelude and then we kind of get into the album proper um so the first song we have here uh is toys um it is much different than every, uh the the last three songs that we've well, last three tracks because prologue is not a song well i guess it is a song there's music to it but um they did do a video for this it was a animated video they released it around christmas time and it was like about trump And, like, how uh, the reason why he became president is because he was a spoiled little kid and Santa just, like, submitted to to him and just, like, gave him all the power he ever wanted. And then whenever Santa realizes what happens, he goes and, like, takes out Trump. (laughs) I'm going to have to watch that.
1: But that's, like, not actually what the song is no, about. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no.
2: No, there's only one, um, like I said, there's only one in... They do not do a lot of in-concept videos. They really do not have them. Apparently, they do not have the money for it. Uh, all of the stuff that came off of this, like, I love... Coheed, but like their 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 videos are lacking, especially after becoming a Ramstein fan. I'm like, come on, man, you can do better. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then I was also thinking while you were saying that, like Ice Nine Kills, cause yeah. they're they they have an overarching mm-hmm. uh, storyline to their music videos too, and it, it's all it all ties in.
2: Yeah, I don't think they they uh, they gave them a lot of money for for the though they released this on their own record label. And then after, for Vaxxis Part 2, they're on Roadrunner now. But Roadrunner still didn't give them any goddamn money. So...
1: boy that hits <laughs> oh, what you want from me is not impossible just give me some time to figure a way out of this mess mood
2: yeah this I think this is like this is not told in linear fashion so I think this is uh, creature and sister spider trying to go straight um, but uh, it didn't turn out <laughs>
1: I know this is part of the story, but some of these lyrics, I can just relate to personal life <laughs> stuff.
2: Oh, which ones?
1: Um, I'm so sorry, but make up your mind. We're out of time. Or, or oh, can't you see as you drag me? I'm your favorite toy. I'm so sorry, but make up your mind. We're out of time. That really
3: hits home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's fine.
2: (laughs) I mean, Claudio does write... Like, not every song is originally in concept. Uh, One of the reasons why Emery Wars is so hard to follow is because he shoehorns everything. He shoehorned a lot of stuff. I mean, he started when he was 21. It's fine. Um, But, like... um, sometimes he'll just write songs out of concept and then he'll figure out how to way to put them in there so like he's i think he's done that the least with this album comparatively um and all like, all of the vaxxas stuff but like i know the one song that we're gonna um uh, listen to pavilion the long way home uh that was written before um the concept so
1: Those lyrics might be a caption for a selfie at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick.
2: <laughs> Wait, why why?
1: I don't know. <laughs> yes, I am thirty almost thirty two years old and I still use song lyrics as my captions.
2: No. I mean, with you I felt like that's a compliment. <laughs> like you you say that and I'm just like, okay, it touched Chelsea in some way.
3: <laughs> it did.
1: Very eighties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then not, not, I don't mean that in a bad way, but that was just a very eighties thing. <laughs>
2: no, I could tell by your tone it was not. You did not mean it disparagingly. <laughs> also a good line all apologies will make things right for you tonight
1: yeah the whole the whole chorus is just like it's really really great that one <laughs> I, I really like that one like I said um before I I know that's part of you know the story but definitely I like that on like a just personal level
2: I, I could tell <laughs> also the look on your face right now she's Chelsea just has a look like yeah that 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 hit yeah. that hit home
1: <laughs> yeah it, it, it definitely touched a soft spot <laughs> I actually probably don't be surprised if I post that one someday.
2: <laughs> I'll just be on Facebook. I'm like, oh, it happened.
1: There, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I
2: mean, pace yourself. We're only what for There's a lot more like that in this, uh, on this album. Oh so. boy. <laughs> but like, uh, not than this song, black Sunday is the next song. The song after that queen of the dark. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, oh, that
1: sounds right up my alley. <laughs> it's, it's
2: Julianna's favorite song on this album. I'm so. not
1: surprised. <laughs>
2: So again, uh, I, I I must stress that I am not an expert on the uh, the the Vaxis, uh actual storyline. So I don't know where I know certain where certain songs take place in relation to the story, but I don't know like the the whole swath. It wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if one day I find out and Claudio is just like, yeah, not every song's in concept on an album, and I just my brain will just like. Just because it's just like, I spent all these years trying to figure shit out. and It's like, (laughs) I'm trying to shove puzzle pieces into where there isn't actual puzzle pieces. But um, Black Sunday is, um, it's a a good song. It's one of those songs that like, it just kind of, it kind of melts in there. Um, I like it, but there's other, there's better songs on this album.
1: That's kind of disappointing, because with a name like Black Sunday, I was really expecting a bigger...
2: Oh, it's good. It's good. It's just the other songs are better.
1: (laughs) That's fair. and I understand how that goes.
2: Oh, so looking at these lyrics, I feel like this might hit you also.
1: No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know me.
2: This is this album low-key calling Chelsea out tonight? It is.
1: It really <laughs> is. I didn't expect this. I expected everything else but not to be called out in this manner. Uh, the, what it is is you leveled everything I ever loved. Disown me. Disown me. Disown me. You can't be everything I ever wanted. Can't stop me. Stop me. Stop me.
2: I'm just now realizing this song is about an emotionally abusive relationship.
1: <laughs> I caught I on to that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's calling me out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good scream underneath.
1: Yeah. I was kind of surprised by that, not going to lie.
2: The, whenever I saw them perform Unheavenly Creatures live, Claudio actually ended the song with a, like a long scream. I was like, okay, Claudia, okay. They scream from time to time. They just don't, it's not like metalcore scream. Blech. No, no bleh. <laughs> no bleh. Two.
1: <laughs> You're keeping count of the bleh. <laughs> <laughs> this will probably be the last one. <laughs> I guess I I can also really see how this one fits into the story, Mm -hmm. like as like a a reflection of their relationship. Because I imagine that if you're criminals together, together, that your relationship is probably not going to be very good.
2: Probably fairly volatile. Yeah, Yeah.
1: like Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing. Yeah. I'm swaying back and forth (laughs) in a good way.
2: The the line also, cover over my eyes, cover over the lies.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also the part about, like, I'll be your clown.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This album came out whenever uh, Juliana and I were, like, dating someone. Like, we had a partner And uh, this was the soundtrack of, like, that all falling apart. So, like, that's where all of that, like, dark times I was talking about. There's something about a year's ending in 8 for me that's not good. Not good. 2008 was bad. 2018 was bad. I'm like, I'm really hoping that uh, 2028 is not bad.
1: (laughs) It's like a 10-year cycle kind of thing. Yeah.
2: I'm just like, please, God, no. But yeah, uh, so yeah, that, that one, yeah, like I said, that that that's, I haven't really, like, Black Sunday is one of those songs that it's just, like, it's part of the album to me, um, so I really, that's the first time I, like, actually really read the lyrics, and I'm just like, oh, this is very obviously about a very unhealthy relationship, why that makes sense, why it's called Black <laughs> Sunday, uh, <laughs> but I, I've always liked that song, it's just that, like, the thing about this album is that there's some the way that it's paced is that like, there's really good songs. And then there's sometimes there's songs that are just like, they kind of pale in comparison to those two songs. Like there's, um we'll get to it. That is a song called all on fire. It is wedged between two bangers. So it just like really, really pales in comparison. And it's just like, it's not a bad song by any stretch of imagination, but it's just like, whenever you wedge it between like two songs that you're just like, fuck yeah. It just kind of feels like a cool down that you were really not ready for.
1: Yeah. I, I can, I, 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 I know how that feels on an album for sure. the The new Motionless album kind of does that mm-hmm. with. Um, it's like it goes from like porcelain to slaughterhouse to masterpiece to. Um, I can't. I actually can't remember what comes after it. <gasps> I know. I feel really bad. <laughs> but it does that too. It's just like hey, uh, hey. Uh. and then hey again, but. Yeah, I like I like that. Um, it was I really like the lyrics to it, and I liked I like the the kind of sing songy end to it, uh-huh. and it it did it does kind of sound happier than the lyrics actually are.
2: That is a that's a motif of coheed and camera. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I really like it when that happens, honestly. And I guess like the the you know the three coheed songs that I do know are all like that.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. The the lyrical they used to have a shirt. I didn't have it. Uh, I I kind of always wanted it, where it was like blood dripping down from the collar of the shirt, like slitting someone's throat. So it was like the, the so you're, you're like your throat slit. And I'm just like. That's coheed everyone. No one really realizes like like what the title track on uh, "Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3 was like. I would do anything for you, slit the throats of babies' uh, throats just uh, just so you can say I love you. Like that's the kind of lyrical content that you were dealing with, and everyone thinks that they're like this like this emo band. And it's like they do have emo songs, but they're not really an emo band. They've never really been an emo band, and it was just because Claudio's voice was high pitched on second stage.
1: And they kind of, like, gained popularity during the emo era. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, even though, like, excuse me, even though, um, like, I, I said before about, like, how there's that, like, emo umbrella of, mm-hmm. like, emo and indie and pop punk and metalcore, and it all gets, in my brain, gets lumped under emo. I, even though emo kids were listening to Coheed, I still wouldn't have, group them into that they are definitely like their own separate thing so i I wouldn't call them emo
2: they still do i saw an article today like uh this week where they're just like emo prog uh uh, i'm like no like uh three oh fuck i can't remember it's one of the tracks off of uh, i can never remember its name I know. Shame on me. Uh, It it is an emo song. Like, it's straight up an emo, like, in in the early 2000s uh, style, it is an emo song. But uh, the rest of their shit is not very emo. Like, it's, it's, like, it's, prog rock is really, like, the best way to describe them is, like, like, they get lumped in, uh, sometimes they'll get lumped in with Muse uh, under, like, the new prog umbrella. Like the second wave of Prague, but like they're they're and, and Claudio calls themselves like they're he's like we're we're a, a prog rock band, so. Eh. But uh, so the next song is uh, Queen of the Dark, and it is a slow heavy song. So you, you you'll see what I was talking about with like some of the songs being heavy. I, I think you're really going to like this song.
1: I mean, just glancing through the lyrics, I already really like them.
2: (laughs) Oh, just wait till they get accompanied with music. They're even better.
1: That heaviness you were talking Mm -hmm. about. I like this, but I definitely do not appreciate being called out
3: in this way.
2: <laughs> I was, I was going to say, the, I, I, I like that first verse a lot. Uh, the, I do, too. The darkness rearranged, you're hitting well below the waist, I thought was a very clever way of saying that. Yeah that line hit home. A ghost to haunt for closure. Ooh yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and I like the I like the um, the Queen of the Dark being related to being alone mm-hmm. rather than like how it usually is of like The
2: Spam Patel.
1: Yeah. I, I I really enjoy that um, analogy or metaphor for for the for that. Mm-hmm. I'm using the wrong words but you know what I mean Metaphor is good yeah yeah that lost in the lines between the darkness found its queen.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: I just remember like listening to the song like driving around like this is uh, I'm sure you're very surprised to find out this is a very good night driving song. (laughs) 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 But yeah, yeah, I just vividly remember like listening to this driving around and like just being like an anxious mess about everything.
1: I can I can definitely I can see that. This is very sad. But in like a good way.
3: Mm-hmm. In
1: a in a like beautiful pain kind of way.
2: Yeah. Coheed is very very good at beautiful pain.
1: I'm getting that vibe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you should listen to The Afterman. That is all kinds of beautiful pain.
1: I don't know if I'm quite ready for that yet. <laughs> like I said, I was. Honest? You are not. <laughs> I wasn't ready for these feels. <laughs> you are the one that's supposed to be feeling on this, not me. <laughs> with chorus is immaculate
2: yeah yeah a ghost to haunt for closures i that's a very under i knowing the children of the fence i can't believe more people don't like harp on that line as much it, it just it blows my mind because it's just such a great line because like we've all had that relationship where like they were just like you're not going to get closure you, you though you need this closure to move on i'm not going to give it to you straight up the 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 woman that juliana and i were uh were dating like she straight up told us like i don't owe you closure and i was just like oh cool thanks <laughs> oh, damn yeah she was not a good person no <laughs> uh, i
1: mean any every everything you've ever told me about her makes me believe that she was the worst
2: Yeah, she actually recently, like, she sent me, like, a friend request on Snapchat, and I was just like, my curiosity got the best of me, also because she still has my fucking Iron Man DVD. I will never fucking forget that. Um, (laughs) But uh, I was like, okay, well, maybe she's trying to reach out to maybe give me back my Iron Man DVD. So I accepted the request, and then she immediately unfriended and blocked me on everything, and I'm just like, what the
1: actual fuck <laughs> That's some straight up like narcissist behavior. Yeah. Like, oh, you you still you still want me to be in your life. So fuck you.
2: Yeah, it's just like I wouldn't I was just like I, I mean I like I said, the curiosity, like I I seriously like looked at the Snapchat looked at Snapchat and I was like I I'm like, I am seeing this right, right? That says in a request. Okay. What? (laughs) Like, I was just, I was really, really thrown off. And then, like, I stared at it for a while and I'm just like, should I? I'm really curious on why the fuck she did that. So, like I said, I accepted it and then I waited to see if she was going to say anything. And, like, she immediately unfriended me. And then, like, she went and blocked me on, like, literally every other social media. I'm just like, this is weird.
1: Well, there you go. There, you got your answer why she added you at least. Yeah. (laughs) She. I mean she was wrong but she doesn't think that she was wrong. Oh god no
2: no 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 no. I'm sure in uh, the way that she tells it that uh, Juliana and I were the most toxic people ever. It's just like no. <laughs> like the 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 short version is she went to school down in Annapolis and the second she got on campus like all of her mental health issues just like snapped and um the ending conversation is like, if you don't support me in my dreams, uh, then I don't want you in my life. You can't see how happy I am. I'm like, I can't because like, you're literally anytime we hear from you, you're doing bad and like,
3: <laughs> you're doing very
2: bad. Like you're getting drunk and like blackout drunk and like taking Molly and shit like that. And it's just like, no, i really, no, we, we can't see that's what it is. Like, and I straight up told her in the last, the last, exchange that her and i had i was just like you need to get help like you need to get like mental health help and she would that was just like the end of it i was just like well i'm never getting my dvd back huh there was hope for a little bit there
1: (laughs) yeah and just throwing this out there if you uh, getting blackout drunk and popping a bunch of molly is not good for your mental health
2: (laughs) no those were two separate occasions but still still like uh like she got, um, she got kicked out of uh, the, the the sober folks because she was she was drinking. She was she, she like at the beginning of like whenever she was down there, like she was like I need to stop drinking. We're like we support you, and that did not last long.
1: <laughs> it usually doesn't. No, it no. sounds kind of like she was like a like a teenager that got like, away from her parents and just, like, went crazy.
2: Kind of, yeah. Like, the whole drive down there, it was, like, everything was fine, and, like, literally the second she got on campus, like, changed. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. And, like, me, like a fucking dumbass, thought that I could, like, help. And I was like, no. No, 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 no that that was very that was a hard lesson of uh you can't uh save someone who doesn't want to save themselves. That was a very hard lesson. Juliana saw that much sooner than I did. That to my eternal shame. Uh, so like this album was what I was listening to when all that shit was happening. But yeah, like that that was that that was not a good time. And yeah, it was, mm, yeah, that bitch. So
1: <laughs> if you're listening to this, fuck you. <laughs>
2: I can oh, I
1: doubt yeah, I doubt she will, but
2: most likely not at this <laughs> point, she probably avoids me like the plague because i 'm sure she probably thinks that i 'm obsessed with her or uh, or were obsessed with her in some manner, Juliana like blocked her almost immediately. I thought that like again, in my eternal shame and being dumb, I thought that like <laughs> it could have been salvaged in some way, so i didn 't block her. I just unfriended her and uh and like I unfriended her on Snapchat and a a bunch of stuff, but then she went and, like, randomly just one day, like, unfriended me on Facebook, and I was just like, all right. I guess that ends that. All right, cool. Uh, But... Speaking of, next song's called True Ugly.
1: So. <laughs> what a great lead-in,
2: <laughs> too.
3: <laughs>
2: but, uh, yeah, it, it works. Out. Unfortunately, uh, Juliana does not like the word ugly. There's, like, trauma involved with that, so she can't fully enjoy this song. But uh, this song is, uh, uh, again, as the kids say, a banger.
1: Indeed. <clears throat> I like the uh, the lead in from like the queen of darkness about like being like the queen of being alone basically into like true ugly. I like that, how that like ties in. Uh- I like that. The stranger you move, the sweeter you become.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially as someone that loves the weirdest people. <laughs>
2: what are you trying to say,
1: Chelsea? <laughs> are you trying to say you're not weird?
2: <laughs> so. <laughs> I love the pacing of this song, especially like like you said after Queen of the Dark, like especially after Queen of the Dark and uh, Black Sunday, like this is a nice like upbeat and like bringing you into it.
1: This has, like, a little bit of, like, a pop or, or not pop, punk or pop-punk vibe mm-hmm. with the...
2: Yeah. They've always yeah. had that, like, in their music, especially, like, Second Stage Turbine Blade. They never really got rid of it, though.
1: I would never actually call them pop-punk by any means, but that, like, influence is, is there.
2: Very obvious, yeah.
1: Or punk. Either or.
2: They were heavily influenced by Bad Brains, so that... Makes sense. Again, sleep. I was very disappointed in the video that they didn't do like cutting. Like, this part is not cut to music. I was like this is a real missed opportunity not yeah. to have the cut to music.
1: Yeah, that is that's a huge missed opportunity.
2: Yeah.
1: But maybe maybe they were just like everyone expects this from us so we're not going to do
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> And also the way that like Claudio uses his voice as an instrument, I've always really loved. Mm-hmm. That's a reoccurring thing with me is like how uh, whatever elite singer will use their voice and think of their voice as an instrument always works out very well for me. Like it attracts me, I should say.
1: I feel like those are the best vocalists. Yeah, because like your voice is an instrument, and you mm-hmm. should you should be using it as such. I just, I really love the stranger you move, the sweeter you become. <laughs> I'm stuck on that.
2: Uh, I am. What is it about it that it, like stuck? Like, you're stuck on.
1: Um, just you know, like all of all of my friends are weird, and I love them because they're weird, and like that that moment where you're you know getting to know someone new and they're like you know kind of like guarded in the beginning and then like slowly the facade fades and like you get to the true weirdo underneath (laughs) and like that's the shit i love like i love i love weirdos and i love i love hanging out with weirdos and strange folk and so i i just i really like that
2: See, for me, everyone that I'm friends with isn't the weirdo. It's the normies that are the weirdo. (laughs) That's how I always, like, no, you're normal. What are you talking about? This is the way it's supposed to be.
1: I had someone ask me fairly recently if they were a weirdo, and I was just like, yeah, but that's why I like you. And I I couldn't tell if how they took that, (laughs) like me actually saying, yeah, you're a weirdo, but that's cool. (laughs) it was very hard to read their expression (laughs) hopefully they weren't mad because I meant it as a compliment
2: (laughs) so next we have Love Protocol which yes is about it's a love song so you know surprise but it's it's very sweet this is a very very sweet song I love that opening line you Mm -hmm. locked a knife inside my heart buried a key inside my mind
1: yeah I like that too
2: This course sums up falling in love very very well.
1: It does. Especially the clawing down my back panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> At least for me. <laughs>
2: I do like the the that verse of the soundtrack. Place over my heart shares no rhythm of mine. So just saying, how like you, you don't need to be similar to someone to fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. Which is like I feel like a um a, a narrative that we tell everyone that's like you no, you need to be similar. I'm like mm, this usually doesn't work out that way. You just have to be similar enough that there's not conflict.
1: Yeah, like complementing each other. Mm-hmm.
2: Also, the line uh, "Maybe goodbye will turn into goodnight. Maybe uh, goodbye will turn into night. Goodnight," which is like, I that that's, that, that that does describe a Pittsburgh goodbye a bit, but uh, uh, but it <laughs> it's us. but it also is like it it synthesizes that feeling of like when you take that step with the person where it's just like you've been hanging out and like you know you're supposed to leave or one of you is supposed to leave but then you just keep talking and keep talking and keep talking and then it's you know four o'clock in the morning (laughs) and it's just like well I guess it's a good night now so you want to stay because it's not safe for you to leave sort of thing. that such a great way to describe like becoming a couple it's just like what have we turned ourselves into this abstract personnel where it's like it goes back to like like I was talking about with on uh, Year of the Black Rainbow with Here We Are Juggernaut where it's just like it's we are a juggernaut we become a juggernaut together because we are more powerful together uh, that was that was the original song I suggested Juliana and I to walk out to but uh, one of our uh, 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 wedding party uh, is triggered by Coheed so, uh, yeah, so Juliana's like, no, and I'm like, but it's my wedding. <laughs> it's my
3: wedding.
1: <laughs> You're a very nice friend for conceding.
2: I know. <laughs> the, the, if I call Giuliano, uh, Here We Are Juggernaut is actually my ringtone. Because that was, like, the first song that I actually played for Giuliano uh, with Coheed, and she, she immediately liked it. Granted, whenever I first played uh, Favor House Atlantic, she laughed out loud. So <laughs> uh, so
1: that that song is funny. Like, I, I didn't like that song in the beginning. I was just like, what the fuck is this? And then, like, you know, it grew on me. And then, like, you know, I like got to the lyrics and like i ended up liking it but like i can i can see like because his voice is so ridiculous on that song
2: it's true it is i love it but it's, it's 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 true yeah
1: i also love it but yeah it's ridiculous i do have to so so far i'm like equating all of these to like personal things mm-hmm. where
2: are we in like the story um, so right now, like, um, the Pavilion Long Way Home is, um, pretty much, uh, because that, that's the next song. So I'm pretty sure everything up until this point is talking, it's, it's pretty much about how Sister Spider and Creature's relationship is not stable. Uh, <laughs> again, going back to what you said, they're criminals. So, um, and Love Protocol is them kind of conceding to that and, like, realizing they're going to be together. And that, the Pavilion Long Way Home is also, like... It's about um, them figuring out that they're going to, like, kind of run away together. Um, This song was originally, uh, Claudio actually wrote this song because he wasn't sure if Coheed was going to keep going, if it was something that he wanted to keep doing. Um, He wrote this, I think he wrote this uh, along with everything else from Color Before the Sun. Um, And, like, it was pretty much, like, what happened was, like, he's having this son, and he's going to be going on the road and he's going to be leaving his wife alone with this son is like, is this something I really should be doing? Uh, and then, you know, like him and Chandra, I bring up Chandra because Chandra is kind of like the fifth member of Coheed and Cambria. Like she's very involved. She used to tour with him as backup as a backup singer. Uh, whenever they do, uh, Gotier's, uh, someone that I used to know. She does the Kimberra parts. Uh-huh. uh yeah um i really want them to do a studio version i can't believe they didn't do a studio version of that during covid i'm very disappointed in them for that but um but uh uh it, it, he eventually uh he he thought the song was never going to be used and then he figured out um how to equate it to the song so uh, re- this is also a little bit about how sister spider and a creature started out as like stagehands in the theater like that was their their background and everything and like also if you know like the story it's it is also about claudio just being like i'm kind of sick of touring everybody <laughs> i'm kind of saying like you know it's like i have this kid at home i'm gonna have this kid at home now it's like is this a really responsible thing for me to be doing sort of thing so this was also a single uh the the video was also fairly disappointing but uh it's just a it's just a performance video but it also complements love protocol really really well
1: Don't hate me, but that like opening kind of reminded me of a track off of American Idiot. I can't remember which one, That's but it, it it really was very similar in that vein.
2: There's a good chance that I probably said on that episode, "I'm like, this reminds me of something," and I don't remember. I can't, remember. <laughs> so this, this might be the what it was reminding me of.
1: This is this is this would have been a nice farewell song uh-huh. it's it's very um nice it's like a nice breakup uh-huh. kind of thing like like no hard feelings
2: well that that line the uh the choice that i make uh i make it for us uh but uh wait uh it's a choice that i make but i make it for us i choose to give it all up uh, you want me here? Uh, Will then ask me to stay.
1: <sighs> <laughs> I hope that heavy sigh registered on the microphone. It definitely did. Okay. <laughs> I really love how pretty his voice is singing in this chorus mm-hmm. like there's so there's a lot of emotion in it and i like that
2: So, I think within the story, it's Creature telling Sister Spider that, like, this life of, like, essentially nomads, like, being in the theater, and everything, like, I will give it up to be with you. Uh, which is a very sweet sentiment. That is really cute.
1: I guess that kind of goes into what you said earlier about Claudio not always writing. For the story, and mm-hmm. just like shoehorning, shoehorning mm-hmm. it into it. This is a shoehorn song. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: I mean, even in a relationship, like the hang on, it's clear that the road's about to get rough. Can you hear the ringing in my ear over and over again? The light hits the dusk and the the choice I made I make for us like that's everyone. If you're with someone long enough, everyone is going to experience that. Like that's that's like a test of a relationship. And I don't mean that in like because I feel like we as a society, whenever we're like a test of a relationship, we the, the what people the testing materials are poor. Where it's just like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, they didn't do exactly what I wanted them, so therefore it's like, oh, no, I'm not, not going to be with them. But, like, if you're in a relationship for long enough, you're going to hit rough patches. Like, that's just, like, the fucking natural, like, you're going to grow as a human being. Shit happens. No one lives in a goddamn bubble. So I, I, I really like that realistic approach. But it's like, but again, like the choice that I make, I make it for us. I, choo- uh, I choose to give it all up. Like, I think that's a really, really sweet so and then like the, the song ends well I uh then ask me to stay. It's just beautiful.
1: It is beautiful.
2: <clears throat> so the next song I keep hitting the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I've been podcasting for ten years. Um, <laughs> the next song is, uh, is a departure. This song is badass. Um I don't want to give it away too much because I feel like this is a song that Chelsea is going to really, really like. So <laughs> this is one of my like, le- like one of the underappreciated tracks on this album. There's like two of them that I, when we get to the other one, I'll bring it up that I think it's really, really underappreciated. But uh, this one is um, there's a lot of layers. I'm just not. Yeah, I'm not going to give it away because, again, I just give want give
1: it away, give it away, give it away. Sorry, I'll go. I'll leave now. <laughs> <laughs> since yeah I like that. History repeats our story awakened by the sounds of long before.
2: So I think within the story this is where Sister Spider dies, at least I think temporarily. I'm pretty sure the star supremacy kills her, so this is creature not doing a good job dealing with that.
1: Did she like maybe like di- like quote unquote die and he just like thought she was dead? I
2: think that's what it is. I love this verse.
1: Aw, only truly knowing that this us was how we wanted. That's, mm-hmm. that's really, that's really clever. And
2: the way that he chooses to change and like add the effect on his voice adds like such a dynamic. So makes this song even more dynamic. So the I'll read the verse because it's a little hard to hear. Um, but uh, a shattered silence into spinning the panic as we uh, learn that there's nothing here worth living. Uh, hidden from this and uh, middle, middle beginning in prison, uh, to watch play with strangers, stay uh, stare forgiving. I believe that you and I have uh, slowly made it to our final goodbye, and now then uh, th- 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 and when they ask, we'll say uh, stay to omit. Only truly knowing that uh, that this is how we want to we want it, and then this is also the bridge here. I'm pretty sure is like, Creature losing his goddamn mind. So the bridge in the third verse is, I'm pretty sure, just Creature just laying in bed crying his eyes out because Sister Spider's dead.
1: I I can definitely, I can see that.
2: Yeah. And then Claudio adds, like, the screams behind it, too.
1: Yeah, that was a very emotional scream that he just did the hear playing dead. Uh-huh.
2: Like, you
1: could hear the anguish. Mm-hmm. creature
2: yeah (laughs) so the line just because i do is talking over for a bit i do want to repeat the line um so the line is the the verse is she's sailing safely inside my head while we stay uh we lay in the comforts of our own bed uh till it'll be all right it'll be all right here playing dead it's like yeah
1: (laughs) And then, like, the here playing dead is, like, screamed in anguish.
2: Uh-huh. Just not not dealing with it very well.
1: Uh, I feel like that's very, like, relatable. I feel like most people have had, you know, a moment where they were laying in bed and thinking about those things, and, like, it's a very relatable verse.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been there. I have been there. Throughout my life, I have been there. Uh, And... Uh, recently i was there but uh it's not a fun place to be uh i I wish i could say that that popped into my head whenever that happened but it did not because i was just like oh just like no Dealing with emotion, I'm just like. Granted, by the time I was in bed at that point, I knew that Juliana was going to be okay. But it was just like mm, not not having Lovecraft was like was sleeping in bed with me. He was just like, "You need this, don't you?" I'm like, "Yes, I do, son. Come with me." <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's such a good boy. He
2: is. Last week, he uh, per- tried to prevent Chelsea from leaving until she gave him another hug.
1: It was so cute. I actually forgot to tell Courtney about that. <laughs> it's because they were all in bed before uh-huh. uh, before I got home, and then like Thursdays are always we record on Wednesdays, uh, and Thursdays are my days, like in office days, and then I usually go to my mom's after work now. So it's like I don't see them for a whole twelve hours, if not more. Mm-hmm. So I just completely forgot. But Lovecraft is the goodest, the
2: goodest boy. So uh, 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 since I did anticipate you really liking that, so what did you think of Nighttime Walker?
1: I really like that. It's not, it, it's surprisingly not my favorite, but I did like it a lot. Um, it, it. I guess it d- it, didn't <laughs> it didn't stab me quite as deep as some of the <laughs> other ones.
2: Just you wait. We still have four more tracks after this next one. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> I didn't expect the the Vaxis Act 1 a- episode to be the call out episode for Chelsea. I
1: didn't either. I was like I was I came into this episode pre- fully prepared for like like Nick nerding out and like this crazy ass story and like the music of course, but I was not expecting to get called out. that I'm being called out <laughs> on this episode.
2: So the next we have is The Gutter, which was one of the singles. I don't know what the fuck you call it now, but it was one of the singles for uh, this album. And they didn't have a proper, they didn't do like a full production video for this one. It's just the album art uh, done, um, like the concept art done in like a, that slight animated version where like they just move a little bit. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: It works really, really well.
1: Is this sister spider still being dead?
2: I think so. Okay. I love that line so goddamn much. I was just
1: going to say, <laughs> that is, that's a fucking brilliant line.
2: So Call Your Mother is actually what Creature has written on his uh, mask. I hear Joliana's voice saying mood.
1: I absolutely adore this chorus
2: I love this chorus so very much they, He hit it perfectly The music and the lyrics go together so fucking well this next line We were better together, I know that uh, that much. Oh can't you see that through the bad and the good we have all the luck. The devil's got nothing on us. I love that line, it's, so god much It's such a zinger. Yeah. Just this very triumphant bridge, because if you, it's like if you liked the chorus of this song, just you wait.
1: <laughs> it's very theatrical uh-huh. and over the top.
2: hardcore chugs.
1: (laughs) You know I love me some chugs.
2: I felt the need to point them out for you.
1: (laughs) I just I love that so much and so the story goes when I leave will you let me go so good
2: mm-hmm uh, that was uh, th- that was uh, d- <laughs> uh, going back to the the X uh, this song came on and like um, uh, th- that was whenever she told us that she was leaving and uh, 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 d- yeah that hit me real real hard <laughs> it was one of those things that was just like I know that I should le- le- let her but it's like I also don't trust that she's going to be okay sort of thing. So dumb. So, so dumb.
1: (laughs) It's okay. We all have our moments.
2: (laughs) So, uh, oh, were you going to say something?
1: Oh, no, just, just, just helping maybe (laughs) trying to to help (laughs) it's it it, it is
2: it is a great embarrassment of me to be honest with you actually this is the first time i've ever talked about it on a podcast uh i've always kind of kept it very close to the chest uh but it felt like it was impossible for me to talk about this album without also talking about it because like in my head they're so interlocked so like i have spent the last 5 years not talking about, uh, the last 5 years being a podcaster and not talking about it on a podcast do you know how hard that is uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i yeah, but it, it was it would be insincere for me not to talk about that experience with this album cuz like i said they were they're so intertwined and honestly it's a testament to this album that i love it so much whenever it was like it came out of such a dark time <coughs>
1: that's one of the best things about music in my in my opinion was the way that it can tie into certain parts of your life and it can either I don't know you can either end up hating the music or just appreciating it more from yeah. from those times but I, I feel like after a certain amount of time no matter what I think you'll most if you really love it you'll end up appreciating it
2: mm-hmm. eventually so. So next we have bad segue. <laughs> bad, bad segue, Nick. Uh, that was a really bad segue. It was a very bad segue. I just didn't have anything else to add. I'm sorry. Uh, um, oh, it's
1: okay. I left you speechless. It's fine.
2: It's true. Yes, we'll go with that. Yes. Chelsea. I just didn't want dead air. Chelsea just, just nailed it perfectly. Um, so uh, the next we have is All on Fire, which was one of the songs that I told you I was saying. It's like, it's fine. It's fine it's good it's just especially after uh, old flames there's the next song after this it's yeah it uh it, it, wh- is it old flames it might be a different song it might be walk among us i think it might be walk among us walk among us is also fucking amazing so um yeah you know it's walk among us because old flames is the second to last track so yeah it's fine
1: called out again in the first verse. I like the. Obviously, all or nothing that you say will make me stay, misguided by your loss and burning. Oh, but you can't turn your eyes. You're glued to me, so if you don't like what you see.
2: Called out again? Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I. I actually, I actually, like, I I know I'm, like, putting up a fuss about being called out, but I like being able to relate to music. That's why I listen and love music so much.
2: Yeah, that's a line. Your glimpse is now my nightmare.
1: That it is. (laughs) That it
3: is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I really like this chorus, too. I missed it the first go around because I was talking, but I, I, I really like that, too.
2: The uh, the chorus is, uh, we soon find out who we are alone in the dark. These broken hearts and promises always fade and never start. uh, Have come apart. I do like this third voice. that line between what's said and what was meant
1: looking clear. I didn't understand why you like this verse especially especially the come slither you snake mm-hmm <laughs>
2: Like, such a great, like, you're not over someone and you don't realize you're probably better off without them, sort of thing. Yeah. I did see one person say this is a missed opportunity that they should be selling a uh, all-on-fire uh, water bottle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you could always make one.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Make it a sticker. You know, we have someone that's very good at making stickers. We do. That is true. Did you know she made a Dirty Skipper sticker?
2: I did not. How did she not tell me that?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to see if I could find it.
2: Also we'll find we'll soon find out who we are alone in the dark, which yeah. It's not wrong.
3: Very rude.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like lyrically this song is good, but like musically it's just like especially after like the gutter and how like how epic the gutter is, like this just feels like a bit of a cooldown on ironically being called off on all on fire but yeah
1: yeah i while i did like that song i especially like the lyrics but yeah it was like a little too slow Mm -hmm. like the the music itself was slow the lyrics were fantastic very fantastic um but yeah i can i can see where um it is kind of like a hey
2: okay. Well, especially now that we're going to uh we're, we're going to listen to It Walks Among Us, which is uh one of the it's a heavy song on the album and it uh uh it fucks. I would say it fucks. Uh pretty hardcore. There, there's a bit of a lead into it so like because like this album is supposed to be listened to all the way, you know, all the way through and not stopped. There is a lead into it, but I, I felt like we needed to uh, uh stop after All on Fire. But yeah, like All on Fire is okay, but like It Walks Among Us is it's a badass song.
1: Very spooky.
2: Mhm. This is a very underappreciated song in my opinion. No one talks about the song, and they should. (laughs) I like this.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Great line.
1: Yeah, I was I was going to comment on that one. Your bright ideas always burn me. I love that. (laughs) Don't want to hate or love you.
2: Like, this is just such a good, crunchy, like, rock song mm-hmm. and just very underappreciated. Like, I don't know why no one talks about this song. And, like, I'm in a, f- a fair amount of cute groups and no one ever talks about it walks among us. And I'm just like, really? Come on.
1: The way he's
3: singing
2: this part. Mm-hmm. Claudio has a very—he's very good at cadence. Mm-hmm. He very much knows how to use his cadence to portray, uh, uh, to uh, translate what he's his intention is.
1: I like the if you want it all, my dear, go out and get it.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is someone talking to Sister Spider about going after creature. Like, romantically. Again, I'm not sure if this song is told linearly or not. Again, I'm not the. I'm not an authority on this, but th- this is me piecing together the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you put. Gutter and that between, and like whatever. If that song, if the song between those two songs is not like a banger, like to the full tale, it's going to look weak comparatively. Yeah,
1: yeah and it, it does. <clears throat> Although I still, I did like it. I did like it a lot. Mm-hmm. But it, I think, I think that's mostly because of the lyrics. Because I love, I love Eric lyrics, and they're really all of the ones on this album are really great. I mean, I didn't doubt you. <laughs> I just am impressed getting to actually like go through it. I'm, mm. I'm very impressed, but I did kind of expect them to be good. I just didn't, just wasn't expecting them to be this way.
2: Hit you that, that hard in the feels. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, pretty much from the beginning. I was just like, oh, we're in for, Shell is in for it. It's like I know, I, I know the lyrics fairly well on this album, and ooh, yeah, just just you wait.
1: Thanks for the warning.
2: I didn't think of it, but the second you That's said, okay. I'm like, oh boy, oh boy.
1: It's okay. It was probably better that I find out organically.
2: It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> so the next song we have is "Old Flames," and this is the song that has the motif uh, in it, the musical motif. So, like. I can't really remember. Afterman has a bit of a musical motif. It's not as pronounced as in Amory Wars. Amory Wars had a musical motif through the entirety. Um, I don't know what the I don't know if there's ever been a term for it or like a, a name for it or anything. Um, but I always called it the Dragonfly's Lullaby. And this had this old flames becomes a whole. It's it's becoming a motif. I didn't even realize it until I was listening to this album before uh, we were recording because I was. Just, it's been a while since I listened to it. I'm like I should brush up on it just because it's been a while. And then whenever prologue, I heard the beginning of prologue. I'm like, oh fuck, it's a musical motif from old flames. It, it, yeah, it's just it's a reoccurring thing. They're using it. They use it in Vaxxus Part Two, um, Act Two rather. And also, fun. Uh, you, you'll this will probably warm your heart. Uh, Atlas is actually sings on the uh, the beginning of uh, um, the. Uh, I think I can't remember it's Ember something, but like it has this mu- the the mus- musical motif that we're going to hear from Old Flames in it, and he he sings on it. Oh yeah. So and he he plays Vaxus. He plays young Vaxus in the in the the story. So this is Old Flames. This is a very theatrical song, uh, and. But yeah, you can hear the the motif. The song is very show tunesy.
1: I am all about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this video is also in the concept, I remember, because both Creature and Sister Spider are in this. The video is also very, like, theatrical. It's like a bank robbery, but there's dancing.
1: That's pretty rad. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> so I'm sitting here reading these lyrics, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, and then it's, it's so upbeat and peppy. Uh-huh. so peppy
3: mm-hmm.
1: I know you said it was theatrical I just I I don't know what I was expecting but it I guess it wasn't this <laughs> fair not in a, like not in a bad way I'm enjoying it but it was just like once it started I was just like oh okay
2: so I think at this point in the story Sister Spider the she's confirmed not dead and this is like them getting back together like like, yeah, I, I, we both agree I wasn't the man that you needed me to be this creature. Pretty much just a mea culpa, mea culpa.
1: This is like a like musical rom com. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're right. Yeah. yeah. very theatrically getting the girl back. that we all go up in flames go out in style that's that's really good
2: Yeah, I know you weren't expecting none on No.
1: <laughs> I was I, I I saw it at the bottom and I was just like, Oh, like my Kamoko romance.
2: <laughs> Not exactly. No.
1: <laughs> That's way faster.
2: <laughs> yes. That was Sister Spider and Creature.
1: That's adorable. I mean, it it says, but... uh, It's like, are you ready? As the day we met, you're adorable. That is fucking cute as fuck.
2: It is. Yes, I'm pretty sure this is... Like I said, this was in concept, and it's them robbing a bank. Yeah, and it it pretty much is like the bank patrons are all... Like, you know, they, they hit up the bank, and the bank patrons, like, are all on the ground and everything, and they're wearing masks, because... Why not? And, um... And then here's the motif. But, uh... Claudio is revealed to be one of them, and he rips off his mask and then just pretty much hams it up to the camera for the rest of the time. (laughs) And just, like, them... uh, And then it's, like, cutting back and forth between, like, the bank robbery going bad, essentially. So... But that's old flames. It didn't realize it whenever it came out, but it's an incredibly important song to the pentology. Um, I'm very curious to see how it's going to play out from there. Uh, But yeah,
1: yeah, that one I could. So there, a lot of the songs I was relating on a personal level and was having a little bit of a difficult time finding the story. That's why I asked you, like, where we are or where are we in the story? But like that one, that one, I can definitely be like, OK, I understand like where this is at in the story. Uh-huh.
2: So the last song we have is um, Lucky Stars. And I think you'll like this song a lot. For me, this is just another Coheed Slow song. So, like, I don't dislike it, but I think they did it better on Vaxxis Part 2 where Vaxx's Part 2 kind of just has like an outro and it's very theatrical, it's very cinematic. This is just like, this kind of sounds like Mother Superior or like another, like a lot of the other like slower songs that Kohee does. I like it, but again, it's the same problem with All on Fire. We just got out of Old Flames, which is like very upbeat, as you said, very peppy. And, <laughs> very peppy. And, I didn't
1: have any other word
2: for it. No, it's right. You're right. You're completely right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I re I remember like realizing I'm like, Oh, this is their show tune song because that happens with Koheed because Koheed will just kind of write whatever the fuck they want and just like make it work into the, uh, because they, they have like the, the luxury of a story. It's like, well, it's part of the story. So fuck you.
1: We can fit this.
2: Yeah. We can, we can, we get this fit, but yeah, lucky stars is good. Um, but it's, is
1: it going to call me out? Maybe. I didn't look at
2: the lyrics yet. It just sounds
1: like it's going to call me out.
2: (laughs) Yes. I think it's going to call you out.
1: (sighs) (laughs) I hate it here. I'm leaving. Goodbye. (laughs) I do see how this one relates to the story too though
2: mm-hmm. yeah, it's very pretty, but like I said, it's it's in the vein of like other songs like Mother Superior Pearl of the Stars, and I love Pearl of the Stars It's one of my favorite Coheed songs, but like this is such a long album that I just I'm like, uh. Eh okay <laughs> it's
1: a very soft ending for an action-packed album
2: yeah like vaxxas part two has like i think it's like a 10 minute ending song it's like this epic that has like a bunch of different fucking movements in it and everything and i'm just like yeah that that's how you should have ended unheavily creatures
1: is a big softy. He is. (laughs) He's very much a big softy. Ooh, I like that.
2: Yeah, a bluesy. It's pretty much like a bluesy instrumental part.
1: This reminds me of something else and I'm not going to remember what it is, but it definitely does remind me of something.
2: I do like that line.
1: Mm -hmm. It's a good one.
2: They do not play this song often live. I don't think actually I've ever heard them play live.
1: I, this wouldn't be a very good live song no it's like it's not a it's not a bad song I, I do like it, but it is after everything else it's actually kind of painfully slow yeah like I feel like this would have worked better maybe like closer to the beginning yeah like I I mean it is a good closing song but it's like it is really really slow.
2: Yeah again it goes down to like we like it walks among us is just badass and then old flames like you said is so peppy and then we go into lucky stars and you're just like okay guys it's like
1: right. it's like kind of a jarring transition yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, that that's a good way. You you articulated what I've been trying to articulate <laughs> for 4 years because I would tell people I'm like, eh, Lucky Stars is okay." And people were just like, "Oh, what are you talking about? It's such a great song." I'm like, "I'm looking at it through the whole album and like I'm like this is one of the few bands where I can actually like listen to something as a filmmaker and be able to like talk about pacing and everything like that, which I think is probably one of the reasons why I like Iceland Kills because I can do that with them as well. Um, but like it just they could do better. <laughs> they could do better. As, especially just based off of everything else. That that was, yeah. So there we go. That is Vaxus Act 1, The Unheavenly Creatures. Uh, I, I assume that this is your first Coheed album in full, correct? It is. And what are your thoughts? on? I can kind of tell by your demeanor. <laughs>
1: I really love it. <laughs> Probably gonna listen to it a lot. Not gonna lie, as soon as I'm out of my like hyperfixation, what if what if that is my next hyperfixation?
2: I was actually thinking <laughs> that like midway through because before we started recording, Chelsea was talking about how like her hyperfixation on Motionless and White, she's kind of like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel on it, and she's like, "What's going to be my new hyperfixation?" And when she was talking about how much this album was calling her out, I'm just like, "Wouldn't that be hilarious if it was Koheed? <laughs>
1: You planned this.
2: I did not. <laughs> I did
3: not. <laughs> no,
1: but uh, all joking aside, no, I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. The lyrics were, the lyrics were, f- fan fucking tastic, and the spacing and the melodies and everything, um, were. Really, really good. I think this might be one of my favorite albums that you've shown me. Really? Yeah, not that I didn't like the other ones, but I I do really, really like this one a lot. I see a lot of very quotable lyrics in there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They have those, yes. Yeah, I figured this was a good, because I knew that you had like a very tangential relationship with coheed like even i remember i th- it one of our party oh, it was porum and i had Unheavily creatures on and i was just like chelsea chelsea this is un- this is coheed and you're just like i know and i was like well i'm just letting you know this is it this is
1: this is <laughs> we had time in the tattoo shop nick yeah <laughs> i hear it
2: i hear it, yeah favorite house Atlantic, i hear it <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm really glad that you really liked it. That makes me really, really happy. And like I said, like this is a good starting point because like there is a lot of like background with all of their other stuff um, with uh, Afterman. Yeah, but I, I didn't feel like that would be fair for us to do all of Afterman because it is a double album. So like we'd be here for it's not a long double album because it's like it's 18 tracks, but like as far as double albums go, but like that one's pretty self-contained but like this right now this is a good on point so like if you want to get into coheed and then work work your way backwards Vaxis is a good place because there's only two installments right now um and so far they're both really good uh like that's another thing too it's like after color before the sun this felt like a return to form to them so like Mm -hmm. there's also like that added bit to it where i'm just like that's that's Yes.
1: That's the shit I like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Welcome home indeed. Welcome home indeed. But no, I'm, I'm really, really glad that you like this. I, I, I hope I will get uh, the, uh, the, the equivalent of whenever I send you uh, screenshots of me listening to the music, uh, the, the stuff that you've introduced me to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You probably will. You probably will, or you'll see it like posted in my like Instagram stories. <laughs> there was definitely a couple that I was just like, I'm gonna share this on my Instagram stories, and maybe maybe someone will listen to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that. That was really good. I can I can. I definitely see why you like it so much, especially the, all of the, all of the love songs. I mean, I guess at its core, this part is a love story. Mm -hmm. Um, And after hearing it in like, I think maybe when I was like kind of confused about the story, I was thinking about like the story as a whole and not like this specific chapter. And when I put it into that perspective of like, this is just the chapter of Creature. I, I know you've said that already, but it like had to register. It had, yeah, it had to click in my brain. But yeah, like the, the whole album is just a cute love story about about two people. And I like
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad that makes me very happy. So well, uh,
1: do you still like this album as much as you did when it came out?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do, because, like I said, I was listening to it, like, before, just to brush up on it, and I'm just like, no, this is still a really good album, like, I'm really amazed at how good of an album it is, and, like, <laughs> I, I was playing with Juliana around, and I think, like, she didn't articulate this, but I feel like she was kind of feeling the same thing, or just like, yeah, this is a really good album, though she does like um, Vaxis Act 2 more, because she, she was... Uh, Whenever the the singles that she released, she didn't really like them, and then whenever she heard them in context, she really really liked them. But like, no, I love this album a lot. I need to listen to Vax's Act 2 a little bit more. It's a much shorter album, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's like twenty five minutes shorter. It's almost a half hour shorter. <laughs> but
1: I'm kind of surprised by that because I assume that that like takes more into like the overarching story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of surprised to hear that it's shorter. Cause you would, I would, I would think that you would need more time to tell like the overarching story and not just, you know, a, a love story, but uh, also, you know, not complaining about more love story.
2: Fair. Yeah. Creature and Sister Spider are not in it as much. Creature's in it a lot more than Sister Spider is, uh, in Vaxxus Act 2. But Vaxxus Act 2 is also more about like Vaxus is born. And it's more about him, kind of him and creature coming to terms with the fact that, like, he's this entity that's going to save the universe, sort of thing. And uh, also, like the the fact that, like, creature has to grapple with the fact that he gave birth to, like, the savior of the universe, (laughs) sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine the pressure that that is. Yeah, (laughs) the kind of pressure that that puts on some parents. Yeah,
2: yeah, and the the child. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the first point. Uh, I'm. This will not be the last time we have Coheed uh, on on the, uh, on the podcast. I can almost guarantee that everybody. Though I think at this point I'm probably, unless you listen to it by yourself, I, I think the next one will have to be Vaxx Act Two.
1: We <laughs> gotta have the continuation. Yeah,
2: I was I was contemplating doing like Afterman. The other album I was also contemplating doing was uh, Fear Through the Eyes of Ma- from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness because that was my first Coheed album. Um, that was me. Cause I was very much full of that toxic masculinity where it's just like, I won't listen to emo, but I really like, they played the suffering on the radio and I was like, Oh, I really like this song. And I'm like, well, I, I, I don't know if I've told you this, but I've talked about another podcast. I kept doing this thing whenever I was in my twenties where it's just like, I will, I would hate a band. I would dislike a band. And then they would have like a song. That I liked, and I'm just like, well, I'll just buy the album with this song. This is all on it, and then inevitably, <laughs> I end up buying the entire discography. Like that ended up happening with Cradle of Filth, also, where it's just like, you no, know, I just like Nymphetamine Fix, and then I just kept buying albums. So, <laughs> granted, I do not have their entire discography, but um, it's a long one. It's a really long <laughs> it's one. It's a long one, and even. their older their older stuff is not as good. But yeah,
1: yeah. even like because I I did that. I I loved Nymphetamine Fix a lot, and I like asked for that album for christmas and like i asked for a bunch of their other albums and i got a bunch and i didn't even like scratch the surface of how many albums that they had and that was 10 years ago mm-hmm. if not longer so
2: yeah there's a lot but yeah th- th- that was the other one but uh that is a very long album granted this is a very long album too uh but uh i i, I felt this was a little bit more appropriate like i said it was an on point and like Volume one is a, is a, it's in the middle of the story. So as much as I gave you the cliff notes version of, uh, of the Amory wars and everything, I'd have to probably give even more just to keep you up to speed. I just had to talk about the great crash. Cause that, that was an important part of it. I was just happy to know that they were going to continue with this story. And like Claudia even said that after no world for tomorrow or no year, of the black rainbow, he's just like, ah, eh, that's a big universe. Like it's a big galaxy. Like there's a good chance that, i'm not going to stop talking about this so
1: and i i i really like that because um i like that's such a great like the the creative mind that has to go through that can build worlds like that Mm -hmm. and i think it's one thing to put it into like writing like prose like writing books and poems and stuff i think it adds an extra layer layer of difficulty when you're taking that that giant world and that giant universe and putting them into songs. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, something so vast with so many, like, subtle things going, like, so many moving parts and whatnot. It's not just, like, uh, Green Day's American Idiot, where, like, you're just following, like, this one guy, and it's, like, a pretty typical storyline for you know americans at least and then you have claudio that built this entire sci-fi universe and has made how many albums about it
2: hold on i have to do math hold on nine that's
1: that's extremely impressive Mm -hmm. to like take that and make nine albums out of it
2: technically 10 because the first prizefighter inferno album is also in universe (laughs) the second one isn't because he wrote that during quarantine but the first one is uh my brother's blood machine and that is about jesse uh claudio's brother i uh uh, brother
3: Mm.
2: so yeah technically 10 but i it's it's tangentially but it's within the universe
1: is that why they did jesse's girl
2: might be. I Is don't know. Is that why they
1: cover Jesse's girl?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea, but, but it might be. I, I still want them to come out with the, with the sequels album. Like that would be just, a re, just just do it digitally. You don't have to. You don't have to do a pressing. Just do do a sequel. Like it'd be like five. It could be an EP. But yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, during co- uh, quarantine, Coheed and Cambria wrote a sequel to Jesse's girl. And got what's his face the the Rick Springfield on uh, the sing on it.
1: <laughs> it's really good. I really liked it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, the, you make a valid point. Uh, it's one of those things. I'm so close to it. I don't even think about it. But yeah, the 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 whole like being able to take that and to choose music as the like you said the the way to like translate your story is not common.
1: And it's not, I can't imagine that it's easy either. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't blame him for, shoot like, writing songs and then trying to, like, shoehorn them in there. Because, yeah, I, I just can't imagine, like, the difficulty of putting that into, like, songs. Because, you know, like, when you're writing a story, like a book, it's just, you know, start, end. And it's just words. But, like, when you're writing music, like, you have to... Right, the ly- like you have the words with the lyrics, um, but you have to make those words work with like drums and guitar and bass and synth. Like, getting all of that to like meld together and make sense is very, very impressive.
2: After we uh, finish recording, I'll have to just show you a little bit of the concept art that they have for this because it's pretty fantastic and it shows how fucking epic the, the story and the idea he had in mind.
1: Yeah, I do. I am interested in the the overarching story. I think that's really cool. But I'll probably have to like look up like the what is it the Wiki fandom thing. Yeah. What what is that website?
2: Wiki fan. Yeah, it's Wiki fandom, and then they have all the subsects. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there is an Amory Wars one. Uh, I've still not made complete sense of it and everything. So I had, like I said, I have Second Series Turbo and Blade, and because I'm a ginormous nerd I bought the special edition of Year of the Black Rainbow when it came out where there's a novel with it <laughs> <laughs> It's behind, it's it's sitting behind me I've yet to read it I remember my ex whenever uh the when that came out she I was like very this sums it up so well Um I was very excited about it coming in and I was very excited about the fact that there was a novel and everything and she was like you know I kind of think that they they included that with the special edition cuz they didn't think anyone would buy it otherwise and I was just like That's kind of shitty thing to say.
1: That is, like, especially knowing Coheed fans, they'll just buy shit. Yeah. Because they like Coheed. Yeah. Like, that's, she's dumb. She's a dumb bitch. (laughs) I've never met her before, but she's a dumb bitch.
2: (laughs) The defensiveness. I appreciate the defensiveness. It makes me feel good. I got you.
1: (laughs) Throw hands.
2: (laughs) So uh, next week, Chelsea, what are we listening to?
1: Um, next week we are listening to Hail the Apocalypse by Avatar, um, which kind of is funny that it follows my Motionless in White episode because in the year and a half that Nick and I have been, like, really good friends, I have either listened to Avatar or Motionless in White, and that's basically it. Well, there was, there, when, um... Welcome to Horrorwood by Ice Nine Kills came out. I was mm-hmm. I was pretty heavy into that for a few weeks, um, and for a while I was flip flopping back and forth between um, <laughs> all of the bands on the Trinity of Territory. This was before they announced it, because um, Black Veil Brides came out with The Phantom Tomorrow around the same time. So I would like listen. I'd, like, listen to Avatar, and then I'd listen to Ice Nine Kills, and then I'd listen to Black Brides, and then I'd be Motionless and White and Avatar, and it was all, like, kind of, like, smooshed together. So I think it's... I I may have, when I was putting together my list, may have done that on purpose, but I don't remember, because... That was a long time ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, what a month and a half ago or so. No, it was yes, two months ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's been it's been a while since we started.
3: It's true.
2: <laughs> so we
1: had the two week recording break mm-hmm. between uh, the wedding and um, my burn, which the burn brain is gone now.
2: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Much yeah. better this week. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I I it, uh, Chelsea doesn't look like a, a, star, a car that has a bad starter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I equated. It. Like every time you were some of the times you were talking, like as I listened back to the episode, you could almost hear the <laughs> <laughs> That
1: sounds about right. <laughs> now I'm just stuffy and Headachey because i'm old and the weather is changing
2: (laughs) we're all like that right now especially in the the times of covid everyone's just like because like what was it like four years ago if this were to happen you're just like oh it's the weather now you're just like i gotta fucking take a test to make sure that i don't have covid Uh, this is the darkest timeline
1: (laughs) yeah because you never know. because i mean when i got covid i thought it was just allergies Mm -hmm, same And, like, the first symptom I had was a a splitting headache, which is Mm. why I was so, like, afraid. But it was COVID again, because I don't don't get headaches very often. So I was like, at least I don't have anything to do for the next two weeks that are important. Except the end of spooky season. But But I don't have COVID, so it's fine. I don't have to think about that.
2: I mean, come on. Spooky season is all the time for you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's what it says in my event page for my (laughs) Halloween party. (laughs) It's Halloween every day at Bourbon HQ. All right. Do you have any closing remarks on this album? Anything you wanted to add? I know it was pretty we went pretty well into it, but
2: it's a good album. (laughs) <laughs> like it's, it's a good if if you've ever I, I guess it's a good uh, it is a good starting point if you've ever been intimidated by the fact especially now since Coheed has so many fucking albums and like everyone like if you're into rock music within the Zeitgeist everyone's like oh Coheed has like a story and everything so if you're intimidated Vaxis is a good place to jump on and then you can kind of work your way backwards and like I said that was one of the reasons why I decided to go with this one so
1: okay I I, I agree with that um, it's it was a really good um because you didn't really need to know the story it was helpful to know the story but yeah you didn't you didn't really need to know it and just like it on its own without knowing the story is a really good standalone album and i really liked
2: it, it makes me very happy to hear you say that <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> so that concludes this episode of uh the goth and nerd music podcast I am your host, Chelsea Andrews.
2: And I am your other host, Nick Kazina.
1: And we are here to tell you that there's no wrong way to enjoy music.
2: Thanks. See, See you next week. Thank you for listening to Modern Mythos Network.